Hello, and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Yeah. And we just spent like a half hour talking about TV shows to each other. Yeah. We should have just been recording it. Yeah. What did we hit? We hit For All Mankind. Yes. Uh... For All Mankind, what would you say, the new Steve Carell show? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But he's got a beard in it, I think. When Steve Carell got a beard, it was like, oh, he's uh, trying to do some serious he, things now. Well, but remember, he was in that wrestling movie. Yeah, the Fox That Fox-catcher. was a serious movie, and he had a fake nose and uh, I yeah, think maybe even fake movie? cauliflower ears. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch that movie either. I should have watched that movie. I, I like Steve he Carell. Tried, and... I love Steve Carell, but I'm also just like, you know what his problem was? Was that? Uh, Michael Scott mm-hmm. was probably one of the best comedic performances of all time. Yeah. And it's just like, where do you go from there? And yeah. like, I think he was like, where do I go? Like, I can't like go anywhere comedically from this. So I'm going to become a serious well, he guy. Did and that... nobody wants to see a comedian go serious. Yeah, but he did that. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Space Force on Netflix. Yeah, that nobody apparently liked was it. Awful. But I mean, that was like an attempt where it was like, oh, we got Greg Daniels from The Office. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Steve Carell's return to like episodic comedy. But yeah, I never saw it. But apparently uh, people. People didn't like it. It was, uh, it felt like, it felt very indulgent. It felt like they were Mm. like, hey, look at this crackerjack creative team and cast that we put together. Yeah, huge Netflix Netflix budget. Throw a bunch of money at it and then we're going to do it. And it was just like, you guys all need some constraints. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but that's what I was just telling you. For All Mankind is a phenomenal show, like hugely underrated. Like you never hear anybody talk about it, but uh, is a show where they seemingly have an unlimited budget. Yeah. But they, a lot of it isn't really about the sci-fi elements. It's still like focus on the the characters, but the sci-fi stuff is all like really cool because it's, the, for anybody that doesn't know, the idea is just what if, the the space race never ended in the 60s what if america and russia kept competing and at that same trajectory so like by the 70s we had a a moon station or by the 80s and by the 90s we were going to mars like how would everything be different yeah but doesn't indulge itself in a lot of that stuff yeah uh really focuses on the characters see that's my problem with like Look, remember, and you love this man, but you remember mm. when uh, the FX Louis deal was just like, when they're, they were like, they cracked the code. They just took yeah, somebody. Yeah, just give somebody all of the money they want. Give a creative person. Well, no, there's like, give a creative person a budget. Yeah, yeah. And let them do whatever they want. Yeah. And then that somehow became give creative <laughs> give people them a an blank. unlimited yeah. but You're right. And it's just like, oh, yeah, like, Louie was like a low budget show. Yeah. But like the thing was like, we'll put it on TV and we're not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Um, well, the same thing even with uh, It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Where it was like that show got a second season because they looked at how much the first season cost and they were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they filmed this whole show on one set. It's fine. Give them another season. Yeah. And I feel like uh, they now- got away. Like, I think. Either if if you want that much money, you have to be like, 
oh, and here's some ideas we have to like actually yeah. use the money. Yeah, I think nowadays, I mean, here we are. Uh, the the new Game of Thrones show just started, and this uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon show I think premieres like tonight as yeah, we're so. as we're doing this. And both of these shows, they've spent so much money that there's no way they could like return. Yeah, the, I think Amazon paid like half a billion dollars yeah. for the Lord of the Rings rights. And it's like, well, you're never going to see a return on that. It's such a weird thing. It was like, like oh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings was successful 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just do that again. It's wild. Uh, yeah, they made those Hobbit movies and those didn't do as well, but... <laughs> surely will crack this um but yeah uh but somehow uh for all mankind they give them seemingly all the money they could ever want and they don't uh spend it stupidly it's it's still like the same show it's still very even the first season was obvious they were spending a ton of money I'd like to get one of those. I think you and I should get one of those deals yeah where they give just... us a blank check deal <laughs> give us like you know Eighty million dollars to make twelve episodes of a comedy series. Yeah, and but guess what? Ninety percent of the budget goes to paying us, <laughs> so we can think of some ideas. I was, and then the say, production is going to be like you know, couple it, it'll it would just be the same show, but we'd both be completely computer generated. Ooh. But we wouldn't look any different. It yeah, would still yeah. Be just be us. But we would. Do you ever feel like Pixar is going to get to the point where it's just like? We'll just film regular guys doing this. <laughs> um, I don't know because I thought that about uh, what was it? Oh, Encanto. Have you seen yeah. Encanto? No, it's not Pixar, but it's Disney. But I feel like they are getting close to this like weird, uncanny valley of like, okay, the proportions of these characters are still cartoonish, yeah, but like their skin looks real, <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if I like this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like, ah, eh, you know what? Like the fabric and skin and everything, you tone it down a little bit, make things a little cartoony. Maybe that'll make me less uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't need this. real fabric in my <laughs> children's cartoons. Uh, but anyway, uh, from I, I was telling you, but I, like, I signed by all means. If there's a talking monkey, like don't try to so, get a real monkey to talk. Just yeah, you know, animate that. And, yeah, you know how can you even put a price on that? Spend all the money you need. Uh, but I was telling you, I got Apple TV again. Uh, that's a great, everybody complains nowadays. Like, Oh, there's so many subscriptions, so many things. Yeah. But you can just cancel them and sign back up when you want them. That's, that's the beauty of these things. You couldn't do that with cable when it was like, Mm. nah, a hundred bucks a month, all or nothing. You couldn't steal your friend's mom's password to, (sighs) I know Tim, I'm getting worried. Maybe I shouldn't even bring this up with all this, uh, uh, HBO Max nonsense going on, them canceling things left and right. I feel like my my mom's HBO Max password is losing value yeah. to the uh, Hulu and Disney passwords I get from you. <laughs> yeah, you know we're gonna have to work something out. Maybe you had to, maybe you had to sign up for Paramount <laughs> Plus to, to make up the. Uh... I am so- well. I just canceled it, but now I'm gonna have to sign back up because there's still more episodes of Beavis and Butthead yeah. that I want to well, watch. Maybe you sign up for the both of us at this point. Well, but you're already signed up. Maybe you just uh, sign me that just password. Said you can cancel it so easily. <laughs> I know, and I did. So now I need no, your I... password. Well, we'll... we'll talk offline about <laughs> it. We'll negotiate. But Tom, uh, they're gonna be playing these tapes in court. <laughs> 
<laughs> when Paramount Plus comes to you for your twelve dollars for three months of service that you stole from them. Um, but anyway, did, I just, hey, let me ask you this: uh-huh. when you had Paramount Plus, yeah, did you do commercials or not? No, I never do commercials. Uh, at this point, because uh-huh. I plan to have it to to see through Beavis and Butthead uh-huh. to the bitter end. Uh, I got commercials. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, they're not sometimes, that bad? Maybe I'll do that. Sometimes then. you need a break from Beavis and Butthead. You get up and go get a soda. You come back. <laughs> um, uh, maybe I'll have to try that then. Uh, but I was going to say uh, uh, Apple TV. Uh, here's what I recommend. Uh, For All Mankind, very good. Trying, very good show. It's a uh, third season just finished. Very funny show. About trying to poop. Uh, Tim, it's not. It's about trying to have kids. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little too uh, sweet. I already some- get it. <laughs> it's a little too sweet sometimes, but it's still very funny. It's lighthearted. I like it. Uh, but uh, also Bad Sisters, a uh, new show that's like... Uh, Is it in the Bad Grandpa universe? <laughs> no, I wish. More things should be in the Bad Grandpa All universe. All things should be in the Bad Grandpa universe. But I just feel like Apple TV uh, doesn't get enough uh, credit. They got, you know what? Apple is the good company and people should give them more credit. <laughs> yeah. No, but Apple TV plus, I don't know. It's only five bucks and like every show, I they don't have a lot of shows, but that's kind of what I like nowadays <laughs> is not having a lot of shows and their shows are good and they seem like even if people aren't watching them, they give them more seasons. Yeah. Whereas like, uh, uh, I want to watch Sandman on Netflix. Right, yeah, Adam Sandler, Sandler yeah. yeah, all of his movies. <laughs> no, the Sandman, the Neil Gaiman thing. Yeah, I think it's endearing, by the way, that uh, Adam Sandler calls himself the Sandman. <laughs> like, hey, a- Sandman coming through. <laughs> That's a good nickname. Yeah. But uh, the Sandman show, the Sandman, has been like their top show for like three weeks, and you got Neil Gaiman on Twitter like pleading to people to watch it so they get a second season. Well, it's like, wait, it's. It's like the most popular show around the world. That's not enough. Yeah. Uh, whereas Apple, they're like, yeah, somebody turned it on. And, yeah, give them another three seasons. <laughs> I think they just forget. <laughs> they, they got I like, think uh, it's so little money to them. Yeah, there's wire transfers that go out. And they're like, eh, take too much to like yeah, stop the wire. Yeah, to get that to, money yeah. back. Uh, uh, Mythic Quest, another very good show on Apple yeah. TV. I gotta start watching more. TV. <laughs> I <laughs> never thought I'd say it, but Tom, ever since uh, Better Call Saul and the rehearsal ended, yeah, um, I got nothing. I just don't watch TV anymore. Dive I into read books like a dang nerd. Dive into Apple TV Plus. They got good stuff. Um, Slow Horses thing, also get on that. One thing I want to talk about. Uh huh. Um, I don't think we should do this now. Yeah. I think we should do, again, this is an off-mic conversation, but also we've been drinking. But uh, but you owe me a lot of money. <laughs> no, if I if I talked to you off-mic about this, you would have been like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, but then we would have forgotten because we're drunk, so somebody's going to put in the comments here. Okay. They're going to sound off in the comments like, oh, this is a, a, a good idea. We should do a spoiler-rific nope um, special oh, episode okay. at some point. Yeah, like well, I thought you were gonna say Better Call Saul. Oh, maybe that too. Yeah, yeah, maybe we start like a spoiler show. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, the only show about spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it would have to be in a because we can't like. 
do that in like instead of a books one week because if somebody hadn't yeah. seen Nope or something, it's like well, that sucks. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, they don't nope. they either don't want it spoiled or they're like, well, I uh, didn't see that because I didn't want to. Yeah. So yeah. All right. We'll start a extra spoiler. We'll show. start another Patreon. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim and Tom sp- uh, Patreon dot com slash Tim and Tom spoilers. It'll be called uh, Spoil Tim and Tom. Sign up to another Patreon, <laughs> <laughs> and every week we'll we'll spoil something, and then we'll talk about how we spoiled ourselves yeah, with we'll your eat big Patreon ice cream don- <laughs> donations. <laughs> They'll be like we we both bought like a uh, foot baths this week yeah. off of Amazon. You'll hear them in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're eating the ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Spoil us with Tim and Tom. <laughs> All right. You know what? Books the podcast is canceled. <laughs> this Books the podcast is. So is the complete guy. It's all canceled. <laughs> Fucking spoil us with Tim and Tom. It's the only creative endeavor I'm interested yeah. in. And uh, we don't we we don't even care if honestly we don't even want just like a bunch of people giving us a few dollars. We just want like a couple of nice big ripe pay pigs. Just yeah, exactly. Just giving us like uh, you know getting off on giving us so much money. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear you eating the Sundays. Yeah. I want to hear the foot bath. Yeah, and we're but, like, hey, Mike, the foot bath. <laughs> That's the kind of listeners we're after now. Yeah. Guys who want us to Mike the foot baths. <laughs> hey, make that a separate feed. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the book, Tom. Uh, Heat 2. Heat 2 is a cool book because it's like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird, you know, I was reading a review of this book uh, this week. Uh-huh. Because I was like a little curious because I'm loving it. And, but it's it's also not in a genre I usually read. So I'm kind of like. It's hard boiled. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering, like, oh, am I an idiot and I should be reading more like hard boiled crime novels? Yeah, but not all of them have Val Kilmer in them. <laughs> well, could Very I... few hard-boiled novels have uh, Val Kilmer as but the maybe star. They, maybe there are a bunch where it's like, but you can imagine Val Kilmer <laughs> yeah. as this guy. <laughs> I just wish it was like more explicit in the text, right? I want it to be like... With Val Kilmer as Gus in this in this other book, you know? yeah, uh, a guy who looks just like the guy from Real Genius walks into a bar. Um, so yeah, I kind of don't know. Like, am I just missing a genre I'd love, or is this uh, like actually a standout book? Like, oh no, they, this is great. Like, they really did a good job. But uh, this review I read, they were pointing out. That, and it is, I was trying to think of like any possible example. I'm sure there are some, but of a book sequel, an official book sequel to a movie. And they were pointing out how it's like, yeah, when you're reading this, you can't help but imagine these actors. But also, how could you not imagine that? That's what you're supposed to imagine. Right. But that got me thinking because we talked about this a little last week. Um and I feel like this week in the story, we're meeting more new characters. 
would it kill him to throw in parentheses who should be cast Selma as Hayek, these characters? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this character. Yeah, is Selma Hayek. Oh, this character. Yeah, whoever. And they could be today's actors. Even you don't. Uh, even, I think we. It we should need, be period appropriate. You're right. It, it's either period appropriate, but like, hey, take advantage of the the medium, right? We can mix mm-hmm. and match here. Look, now that you're in books. Yeah. You don't need to do uh, de-aging technology. Just tell us the actor that's playing <laughs> and, and what the age year they are. and the year that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like. So you're saying you wouldn't care if it's like uh, like a 25 year old Gene Kelly is playing this <laughs> exactly. character, as long as it's somebody that I could go look up a picture of them at that age. Uh, so I would want to watch a clip. I'd want to yeah, watch yeah, a little yeah, clip yeah, yeah. to kind of get some. Uh, yeah. In fact, make the book a movie. <laughs> Well, I want to talk about that in a minute, but uh, hold on, hold on. Can I say? Can I uh, call out the comment of the week real quick? Sure, because it's along these lines. Okay, it's a uh, Rodney says this episode really hit an opinion. I would love to hear you guys discuss. I've long held watching the movie before the book is the best way to go. Reading the book after the movie. This is if a, a movie is based on a book. Uh-huh. Reading the book after the movie can only enhance the experience of the movie by providing additional details, and you simply slot the casted characters into your mind as you read the book. On the other hand, reading the book first provides ample opportunity for the movie to be a disappointment, mm-hmm. especially when the actresses and actors aren't who you pictured they should be. Yeah. This is rarely a popular opinion, but would love to hear the TCGTE opinion on this matter. Um, I mean, I don't think if something's based on a movie, even if I haven't watched Wait, the movie, if, a, if it's something's based on a book, if a, mo- if a movie's, yeah, based, if a on movie's a if a movie's based on a book, but I'm reading the book, even if I haven't seen the movie, I'm still probably as long as I've like seen the trailer, I'm yeah. still gonna picture the the characters. I don't think I agree with Rodney here. I think my thinking is there should be more sequels to movies in book form. Yeah, and that we should know the cast actors. And if a book is not going to be made into a movie, they should tell us who would play <laughs> each character in the movie. But like, I don't know. They could even tell you at the bookstore at the counter. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know how they uh, put a bookmark in there. Sometimes yeah. Maybe there's a little pamphlet. That, yeah. That but uh, if a book is going to be a movie, Give me a few minutes yeah. to have my imagination run wild. <laughs> oh, oh, I, uh, oh! I can't help but notice you're re- uh, buying a uh, uh, War and Peace. Well, the main character is played by The Rock, <laughs> <laughs> by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bad accent. He's not really good at the yeah, accent. But... He, he, you know, he's going to do a lot of interviews about working with the dialect coach. Yeah. But honestly, it's still going to yeah. be real rough. But uh, but knowing that will enhance your experience of reading this classic book. But what would Rodney say to a Jack Reacher situation where right. um, a miscast mm. uh, Tom Cruise is there yeah. trying to like in the book? It's mm-hmm. like a six foot eight, yeah, eight hundred pound gorilla man. Well, and now the Amazon series, uh, I forget the guy's name, but like, it, you know, they cast a guy that is true to that build and people say the series great. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, Ron, he's like, oh, I want to know the, the yeah. like, 
when they get it wrong, mm-hmm. well then, then the book is ruined for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, t- and now it's like oh, I know the story, but yeah. I'm not hearing it. I'd I'd still rather read the book first, first, just because I feel like that's. Uh, uh, usually like the best way the story is being told. And also for us, it's like if we're going to do four episodes about a book and one episode about a movie, I don't want to do the movie first. And then it's like, ah, oh, uh, now we know the story in the context of this, of this show. That's how I think about all books. Yeah. I think that's the way a lot of authors are writing books. Now yeah. Too. Geared towards books. Yeah. A lot of- it is the only, Hey, weird booksman. <laughs> You know, and a lot of, if you go to the bookstore, you'll find a lot of books are equally uh, chopped up into four parts. <laughs> I mean, please, just like make them four equal parts. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the only podcast about books, yeah, people want to get in on it. They hear podcasts are hot. They go to look for a book podcast. They can't find one. They go, I'll pay any price. And then they find out, actually, you only have to pay five bucks a month. Hmm. You know why I prefer to... Even less with yearly subscriptions, which we haven't even hyped about. (laughs) Just buy tickets to the London show. (laughs) Don't tell people to spend their money, Tim. uh, One last thing. Uh I read the book first before seeing the movie because everybody respects you when you loudly tell your wife when you're leaving the movie theater, like... That was okay, but the it missed a lot of the nuances of the book. It wasn't as good as the book, mm. yeah. A lot of people are like, man, this guy is... That's why she married you. <laughs> well read. And your wife goes like, oh, man, all these people really uh, <laughs> Seem respect, to respect you. <laughs> my intellectual husband. I love that your fantasy is that your wife thinks people respect you. <laughs> 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 it happens sometimes. Yeah, right. It's never happened. Nah, she knows the truth. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right, two things. Let me say this thing because I don't have it in my notes, but I was thinking it as you were talking. We'll talk about the book in a minute. Yeah, it's, it's you know, Val Kilmer's doing <laughs> shit. Boy, is he really. Paraguay. I think this should be a new genre of books. People get so mad about sequels to movies and stuff. Yeah. But would you be mad if they just endlessly made sequels to movies in book form? No, I think this should happen constantly. If, if it I'll was, read 15 more Heat books this year. But even if it was like, uh, yeah, actually like Home Alone 17 is out in book form. Uh, Kevin McAllister is 40 years old. Yeah. And like it's a rich universe now that he. Why not? Yeah, and if you don't like it, it's real easy to ignore a book. Yeah, ig- books, Been ignoring books my whole fucking life. <laughs> books are so easy to ignore. <laughs> movies aren't. Yeah. So I think that yeah, they should just every movie. It should just be like, and then they made a dozen book sequels about yeah. it, written by the director of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the director. They should not take on other projects. They should just work on these book sequels. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like it solves so many problems. It solves the problem of like ah, uh, the, the, you know, these characters aren't the right age anymore. Yeah, or like. Uh, that first movie didn't really do that well, or it did okay, but to like make another one, we'd need so much money. Guess what? Budgets are unlimited in move- in books. Yeah. And you know what else happens? In sequels, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes 
you don't you, you don't get the right deal initially with the, yeah. with the actor, so you got to renegotiate. And the actor's like, oh, I want yeah, the character yeah. to be better in this. Yeah, like, I, I don't want like, him to lose. Yeah, and... and so like, then you're making all these compromises. Michael Mann was just like, look, I don't got to deal with any of these freaking actors in this yeah. book. I'm going to make everybody do whatever I want them to do, and they're going to have to play ball. Yeah, because guess what? They're imaginary. Yeah. So actually, that brings me to uh, another thing. I was reading uh, an interview with Michael Mann about this book. And it's very weird, this it's interview. It's a good thing that we spent 20 minutes talking about <laughs> Apple TV shows. That's yeah. the beginning of this. Um, so first things first, I mean, we may get our wish here because apparently Michael Mann signed a three-book deal. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily heat-related. It's probably not, but, it's but not, it might be. Uh, maybe a sequel to The Insider. I mean, I, I'd watch a sequel to any Michael Mann thing. Maybe He's, just like uh, a, an episode of Miami Vice in book form. Yeah. Maybe they start doing like Hardy Boys style Miami Vice where it's like, ah, there's like a hundred Miami Vice books you can collect. That's cool. But I mean, whatever he wants to do, I think it's cool that it's a three book deal that this isn't just a one and done type thing. Even, I mean, if he, you know, a lot Ooh, of- Ooh, you know what I would want to- collateral uh something yeah. in the collateral universe that'd be awesome Whew. but i mean honestly michael mann even if it was like oh actually the next book is gonna be an original idea you know it's still gonna be something cool and crime yeah but i want to know who plays each character <laughs> <laughs> i want to be able to picture it um so there's that but then there's this weird thing where he t- he's apparently talked about this book where he said uh that this is going to be a movie and that like he's working on it uh which is don't like don't do it michael man yeah which make is a like, new movie make a make a movie that you want to make yeah because you don't want to get these people in and de-age them that's not going to be nice yeah. but and also, you don't want to recast it because like it's going to be like well he can't make this movie with the de-age like right like yeah. val kilmer yeah he, he can't really speak that here. much yeah uh, I just saw him in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, uh, and he was great in it. But like, yeah, Is that you on know, he's, Plus yet? Uh, no, but it's on. You can rent it. Uh, maybe I'll rent it tonight. Um, I was disappointed by it. Uh, Did you see it in the theater? No, I told you I watched it on TV. Yeah, well then I know, but even still, it was look, like I get it that it must have been cool, but people are like, "But it was a cool movie." Eh, it was. It was an okay movie. I think people were happy to be back in a movie theater and seeing some dumb, exciting shit. Right, but don't try and tell me. At home, yeah, just watch. uh, It was like the story's fine. It's very, it's like what you think. As soon as they set the story up, you're like, oh, I see what's going to happen, which Mm -hmm. is fine when, yeah, you've got this incredible visual spectacle, but I feel like it, it just didn't. Yeah. Has there been a John Ham scandal yet? A Hamdel? Yeah. No. Scandal. But he actually it's funny it's funny in this in this movie because uh like halfway through the movie my girlfriend was like 
It's weird. In this universe, I think John Hamm's like ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Comparatively. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. Like next to everybody else, it's like, yeah, I think John Hamm's supposed to be like disfigured (laughs) compared to uh, everybody else in this uh, movie universe. Have you seen the Fletch trailer with John Hamm? Yeah. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's so funny sometimes what people choose to do who are like sitting on top of the world career wise. And then it's just like, like when freaking Robert Downey Jr. was like, I'm leaving the MCU to do do little. (laughs) It's like, wait, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. You don't have to do any, you know, you don't have to do anything. I think he senses realize that because I don't think he's really. You're richer than God. Yeah. Like, you don't have to make movies, especially not this movie. Like, if you, don't make any movies if you don't want to. You somehow pulled off going from the Hollywood blacklist to like negotiating like 25% of box office revenue on the biggest movie ever made. Yeah. You're fine now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he thought like I could what, do it again crawl with two into little. an elephant's asshole or something in that movie or something. You're thinking of <laughs> Ace Ventura too. <laughs> um, but anyway, oh, so Michael Mann also talked about um I guess he was like talking about making this big movie and it sounds like the interviewer is like, "Oh yeah, or you could like do it as a series." He was like, "No." <laughs> I'm not doing it as a series. It's going to be a movie. I mean, I appreciate that. I I don't want some some six episode heat series, heat two series, yeah. where it's like, uh, like it should have been three episodes, but they stretched it out. Yeah, but I feel like there's enough story in the book so far that's like I could see this being I'm a multi episode thing. They should cancel TV shows. I mean, I agree with you that there are so many things, especially Netflix that I've watched where it's like, oh, that should have been a movie. That would have been a really cool, tight movie, but they stretched it into six hours and it 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 was just full of fluff and wasn't yeah. very good. Um, Tom, we got to get to the book, but I want to say this. We were talking uh-huh. about streaming services before and we're naming all the streaming services. Should we, like, we're both paying for Netflix. Yeah. Shouldn't we both cancel Netflix? Netflix stinks. Yeah, there's really not that much good on it lately. Yeah. I'm trying get to, out of your Netflix. I'm trying to think of the last. Oh, Is I was it... watching Better Call Saul on it. Oh, yeah. But that, well, that's so, about it. It's like $36 a month <laughs> yeah, now or keeps... something. Like It's by far the most expensive one. I never go into yeah. it anymore. Well, again, that's what I'm saying. Like Apple's five bucks. And yeah. like so it's like the cheapest has the least stuff, but the quality of stuff is better than yeah, anything so like, else. People be like, oh, you got a lot of movies. You got to watch better, a movie. But, but it's like, I can rent whatever movie yeah. I want for two ninety nine. dollars It's not two ninety nine, Tim. Sometimes on Apple TV. Oh, it's Apple? like an old movie, yeah. Yeah. I rent a movie. Like, because like, that's what Netflix will have, right? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, library movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I can rent one of those. And like, if I'm paying sixteen dollars for freaking Netflix, I get like uh, five of those movies a month. Yeah, I'm which gonna is, watch which five movies on Netflix. I never anyway. fucking yeah. yeah. Look, we're, we're taking Netflix down. Um, hey, Ted Sarandos, <laughs> is that the guy's name? Sure. Who's the other guy? I think there's just one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the founder? I think that's the guy you're thinking of. Uh. All right. 
I mean, unless you're thinking of like uh, out of Dave Chappelle or something. Nah, I thought it was cool that they stuck that. <laughs> um, but uh, he also very cool. Anyway, it, it seems like also during this interview, like like Michael Mann. Michael Mann's old, by the way. Yeah, I know. He's like almost eighty. Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Thief? He, yeah, Thief. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I haven't seen Thief. It's good. You'd like it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. We should watch that at the end of this. Oh, all right. Maybe we will. Um, Tom. But it seems like Can some... I tell you the top three? Uh, uh, Thanks for interrupting me. Just go, uh. <laughs> Tom, uh. don't think... <laughs> that That's happened... <laughs> <laughs> thousands of times you doing the same thing uh the top three build cast in thief okay number one james khan right. as the titular thief jimmy khan can't beat him number two r.i.p willie nelson all right still with us thankfully number three jim belushi oh man just fucking a hell of a movie tom yeah dennis farina's in it oh, all right yeah Hey, He's call a- me when Dennis Franz and his ass are in it. <laughs> but uh, during this interview, it also seems like Michael Mann's like manager or agent or something must have talked to him beforehand and put this idea in his head because he kept mentioning it's actually part of the Heat universe. Uh. <laughs> and I think they were just like, look, just he was like, what does that mean? And they were like, just say it. And then we'll get the meeting with Netflix next week. Right. That's all anybody wants to buy nowadays is universes. Yeah. And hey, how can you argue with that? Why are you gonna? Why would you want to buy a movie when you could buy a whole universe? Yeah. Anyway, so, uh... Heat Two. Well, unfortunately, we don't have any time this week to talk. Yeah, about we can heat blow two. through this. There's not that much to it. Yeah, not that. Wait, so we wrap up the stuff in Chicago, kind like, of kind for of. the moment. Yeah, what did we get up to last week? I forget exactly where we ended last week. Did we get to the point where they did? Yeah, we where they did the ambush at the house, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, April Fools, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many. I, I my one regret is that like this book moves and mm-hmm. it's so compelling that I don't want to. Stop and take notes. Yeah. yeah. And I should just, you know, starting next week, I'm just going to read with a highlighter and I'll just like, because there are some sentences that are just fucking ridiculous in this <laughs> yeah. book. Um, yeah, I have in, uh, uh, apropos of nothing, but uh, a line in this where uh, Chris Val Kilmer is talking to a guy. And uh, the guy said, the guy's like, where are you from? And Val Kilmer lies to him. And he's like, I'm from this town, North Dakota. And, the uh, you know, and it's uh, a town you've never heard of. And the guy says, sounds flat. And Val Kilmer says, you can watch your dog run away for three days. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great line. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, a lot of this part that we've read is following Chris instead of uh, Vincent. Wrapping up in Chicago, right? They uh, all leave Chicago after the yeah. uh, um, the heist. Right. Um, uh, Robert De Niro, I'm not going to use character names, mm-hmm. winds up in a border or in San Diego or a border town with, uh, with a, a lady and a, and a little girl. 
Yeah, the lady he was like already seeing. Yeah, and he's like, and she knows the deal with him, and he's yeah. been gone for months, and she's like, hey, he's back. All right, yeah, like, I brought groceries, whatever. So whatever, he's that's where we put a pin in. Yeah, in he's got to pause for a moment. Yeah, um, freaking uh, the guy uh, getting cars for everybody. What's his name? Chubbs oh, or something? Uh, Andrew or Aaron. Yeah, but what's yeah. his last name? Aaron yeah, I Chubbs his last or name. something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the really bad guy. Uh, Otis. Otis mm-hmm. freaking tortures and kills him because- Oh, yeah. Burns he his wants, genitals He off. wants to know more about what's going on with De Niro and his Yeah, career. yeah, because basically he, he, he starts to get a whiff of like, oh, you're working with like some, you know, the, the guy who's getting cars for him is also getting cars for De Niro- Cars and equipment oh, and stuff. Hold on, we forgot about the best part, Tom. What? Because like he got him a a car transporter. Yes, yeah. Because De Niro mm-hmm. freaking goes to a computer nerd's house <laughs> oh, yeah. and looks at the disc, at the floppy disks, and he sees that this cartel has uh, their safe houses. Like he does some triangulations and he's yeah. finding it. And yeah, he's trying so to the, figure the out. disc he got that they stole from the uh, uh, safety deposit vault, where this was at a time where I guess like computer discs were expensive enough, enough that it was like somebody put this on computer discs. It must be something, Tom. But they also know that this Tom, is like a mob. The way you said that. Uh-huh. It didn't sound like him at all, but your face turned into De Niro. It was it was spectacular. That was well, the best. So- of <laughs> the voice was no like nobody listening would think that you were doing a De Niro impression, but me watching it, I was like, "Holy shit, he became him." <laughs> well, thanks, Tim. I've been working on it. Been doing a lot of workshops lately. <laughs> Um, a rubber face uh, <laughs> Reynolds over here. But, uh, so yeah, basically it's like if somebody was putting computer discs in this vault, they must be important. De Niro just like has a real hunch about it. Right. Gets a computer guy to read them. They're encrypted. They decrypt them, but then it's a cipher. But finally, yeah. It's they, a simple cipher. Like they were, they were, they were, uh, yeah, for any computer nerds, it was. I very much enjoy that. It's like he took him to a room full of racks of i three eighty six computers, yeah. and he's like, "I'll just let these monsters uh, munch on the data and figure out." And it's like running, you know, this is back in the day where like things were encryption was not tough, and it was like, yeah, this is just gonna run through every possible password over the next few hours i'll need a room to run through like a hundred thousand word dictionary a room full of computers but they crack it they figure out oh these are cartel uh spreadsheets and because de niro's you know such an experienced criminal he's like these guys aren't gonna whoever had this isn't gonna report that it got stolen because right. then that's just going to be bad for them. Right. So they're going to keep their mouth shut. But now we're going to like start tailing these uh, transports because knocking off one of these trucks is a big payday. But figuring out where all the trucks are going and knocking off that place, 
then were set for life. Just over the border, they found the place. Yeah. They were tailing it. There, it was a whole thing. Um, a whole, yeah, a whole thing. You know, they, they did everything meticulously. We don't know what their plan, they don't know at this point. Yeah. They've they got to figure out. They know where the money is. It's in a motel, but like a cartel has the entire motel and also has like cleared out the blocks surrounding it. Yeah. So it's like this is a fortress to get in. You can't really muscle your way in. You know what would be cool in this book? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the future of the Heat universe. Okay. You have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you just film the action scenes. <laughs> like when they eventually go and uh, yeah, try to take this motel, c- like film that, Michael, man. <laughs> and then just be like, hey. And put it on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> or just like instead of a chapter describing it, just put a URL to a YouTube video. And then we watch that. And then we come back. And Tim, like, you, should, you should be a Hollywood producer with this idea of only film the real expensive scenes. <laughs> And make them free to watch <laughs> when you buy a book. Tom, I paid $27 for this book. That's true. I mean, that's like more money than they could hope if you went to the theater and then bought it yeah. on VOD. Um, and I was about to correct myself that it's like they can't muscle their way into this. And it's like, yeah, they might be able to, but they've got yeah. to have a plan. And that's kind of where we, we yeah. uh, pause from that story for a minute. Right. And we go over to Chris, who's in Paraguay. So this is, that was all pre-Heat yes, the movie. Yes, this is post Now, P- post-Heat the movie. PH. PH and PH for <laughs> pre-Heat and post-Heat. <laughs> yeah. uh, he goes to, Par- he escapes to Paraguay with the, with the help of John Voigt. Yeah. Who we love. Hey, love everything about him. You know what? In a world... Like, we shouldn't care about John Boyd. Who gives a shit about John Boyd? Yeah, I mean, I, I said that, and it's just like, because uh, I saw people were mad at him again, and it's like, I don't really people care. People are all the... mad at Rob Schneider right now. Oh, yeah. He's like, they found out that he's, like, of course he is. Like, it's yeah. fine. Just continue go... ignoring these yeah, people. Yeah, go, go back to your, your, your normal stance of the last 30 years of <laughs> not, not giving cared. a shit about what Rob Schneider says or does. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, he's not going to hurt you. Uh, but yeah, we go back to Chris, post-heat, Val Kilmer. He is now, uh, you know, he, he's all stitched up and he's raring to go. Nate, who is... Uh, John- I, you know what I found inspiring? <laughs> what did you find inspiring? That he was just like, I just got to work on my mind and my body, right? Yeah, now. yeah. He's like, I should do that. And he's just kind of like, look, there's a lot of things out of my control. You know, I'm away from the woman I love and my child. Uh, I can't be in the United States, my home, but there's nothing I can do about that. Mm. So I just got to try and, you know, use this time productively to work on Chris. I'm away from my wife and my child right now. Yeah, for, for 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, you should be using this time to work on your mind and body. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> I saw them tomorrow now and I'd be like jacked and a lot smarter. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't recognize it. Yeah, they'd be like... <laughs> It'd be like uh, in Big when uh, Tom <laughs> Hanks comes down and the mom chases him out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, uh, Chris is in Paraguay. Paraguay? How do we say it? Paraguay? I always said Paraguay, but like... I think well, Paraguay is like the American, and that's... I'm an American. I don't know any other pronunciation. So anyway, he's there, and it's like John Voight's character has basically like called in a favor where it's like, look, th- this guy, he's got a lot of heat on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't be in the U.S. He needs to be somewhere else. He needs he needs something to do. Can you give him a job down there? So he's kind of working like low level for a crime boss in Paraguay. But we also learn it's really cool the way they like set up the city where it's like this is a city of crime, but also a very safe city. Yeah, maybe you want to go there. It's like there's no pickpockets. There's no random violence. Yeah, there's no stranger violence. Yeah, people uh, people get murdered and dumped in the river every day. But for business, like if you yeah. keep your nose clean and you're mm-hmm. just a consumer there and a regular guy, yeah. Hey, walk around. Well, and that's like you know, uh, I've heard that before about like other uh, like South American uh, like uh, Escobar and stuff, where it's like ah, oh, the people loved him because mm-hmm. it was like ah, oh, he helped everybody out, like. Yeah, the federales didn't like him, but the people were like, hey, yeah, we're not the ones getting killed. Yeah. Uh, so it's like kind of that situation. And there's also an interesting mix of like legit business and illegit business. Okay. Where I know where they kind of where they explain like, yeah, there just like kind of isn't a line that a lot of these people are kind of. Yeah, you know, like pure capitalists, where it's like, uh, it's not up to me to determine whether what I'm selling is moral or not. I, no. I'm just selling stuff. I'm buying stuff from suppliers and distributing it to customers, and or not even customers. It's like I'm just kind of a lot of these businesses. It's like they're just middlemen. It seems yeah. like. So it's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm buying things from bad people, selling them to bad people. It's fine. Um. So this this they're uh, gonna get connected by someone. Yeah. So these uh, it's the Lu's who are are they Taiwanese? Is it? I think so. But they're living in Paraguay, and they kind of explain that like in Paraguay, there's a lot of international business, right? Seemingly because it's like in this city, it's lawless. (laughs) So it's like. People come from all over the world to do bad business. Um, and Chris is working for these people and just as like a driver. Well, but, no, as like a security guy at their big mall. Yeah. And then he's told like to- Like a security consultant. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, hey, keep an eye on things. Tell us what you yeah. see. He starts noticing people casing the place. Yeah. He, Dirt bike guy or uh, motorcycle, motorcycle guys. guys, and you know, kind of like kicks that up to his boss, and his boss is skeptical he, of him, and also like doesn't want to like. Yeah, you get the idea that his boss is like a crime middle manager. Yeah, of like, eh, I don't want to go out on a limb about anything, yeah. but also like. I don't want you to get credit for this. I yeah, just like keep your head down. Don't you know? You know what I really liked about this part what was that Paolo, I think, is the guy's yeah. name that he's working under. Uh, 
the one part of it that, that I really disliked about it. There's no like uh, gratuitous objectification of women or like <laughs> just like he went and fucked this lady raw for like it's like no you don't have to hear any of that stuff like this is all just kind of like stuff yeah. like normal stuff happening. yeah well. It- by that you mean there are no women in this part of the book. No, there's the later the, on. There's the, the daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I'd prefer no women to like. Yeah, just women as it, sex it, objects. Yeah, just like uh, describing how tight pants are, and then like having them remove the pants and have sex, and then the lady leaves. <laughs> yeah. We well, we got a. Uh, uh, a comment uh, this week, my comment of the week from Angela, who who chimed in. Sorry, I missed commenting last week. As a woman, I can say with good authority that you're right. Most of us probably aren't interested in heat or heat. Too. However, listening to you guys both talk about it with so much enthusiasm brings me pure joy. So while I have zero interest in the topic, I'm going. To, I'm still going to listen to the eps just to hear your excitement. It definitely adds to the level of engagement you'll receive. And now, hey, Tim, sound off in the comments. Tim, you were suggesting we read a book for women next time, and you said we should read like a cookbook or something like that, something women would like and understand. Did you that like lie? Were you like were you thinking about that today? It's in my notes here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good joke. Uh, um, so yeah, so Chris, Chris has like a middle manager that's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, then Chris is given a job as a driver. He picks up a guy, an American that potentially wants to do business with the lose, and Chris clocks him as like, and he's what, lying about who he is. Yeah, and what's cool about this is you read the scene and you don't get that. You you hear the you read yeah, the entire. You're fooled by this guy. Yeah, you're, and then when Chris is explaining all the the flags, you're like, I saw that too, but I didn't pick up on any of this. Yeah. It was all there in front of me. Yeah. Mr. Policeman, <laughs> Michael Mann gave us all the clues. Yeah. And it's a good, it's also cool because like all the things, like when Chris describes, he describes it to Apollo, Apollo blows him off, but then later Chris has to pick up the crime boss's daughter and son. And in the midst of that, thinks he's about to get into a shootout. It turns out these motorcycle guys are targeting somebody else, but Chris still pulls some like unbelievable car yeah, that maneuvers. Was another scene they should have just filmed and showed us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so their father, the, the crime boss is like appreciative of that because they're like, yeah, he did some cool shit. Um, and Chris kind of like goes out on a limb and is like, Hey, that guy you had me pick up, he's lying. And the guy's like, oh, tell me more. And Chris has like, he can point out a bunch of inconsistencies, but it really boils down to like, my gut's telling me something's off about this guy. And like, I have the experience, which I can't tell you about, (laughs) but like, you kind of have to trust me that like, this is my skill basically. And something's off. So the Lou family kills that guy. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Although like. Chris never explicitly finds out of it. He just, every time the guy's mentioned later, it's in the past tense. Yeah. And he clocks like, uh, they're talking about him in the past tense. This guy definitely yeah. got killed. And he's but, like, oh, and, I, and now I'm that guy <laughs> because he. Uh... Yeah. So he finds, so uh, they 
basically the the crime people, the family, the lose are like <laughs> crime people. <laughs> they're like you don't even need to read the book. This is ample explanation. <laughs> You're getting all the color and flavor from crime the book. people. They're like, yeah, something's wrong. Uh, um, no, but basically they're like, you were right. That guy was lying. However, we don't know why. We don't know who he was working for. Here we uh, and Chris is like, I have an idea that meeting that guy was supposed to go to. I don't think that people he was meeting with know what he looks like. How about I go to that meeting? Yeah. I pretend to be him. He's an ambitious fellow, this, this well, Chris. Well, it's also interesting because during these parts, he talks a lot about how he's like getting the same rush that he does when he's gambling. Yeah. That that's what he's addicted to. That it's like he's putting everything on the line where it's like, I'm going to go do this. 90% chance they realize I'm not the guy they were supposed to be meeting and I just get killed. Yeah. But 90 I think like a pretty good. Ch- well, I wasn't as scared for him per- as you were. A hundred percent. If he didn't have the skills, he does. Right. I'm not scared for him because it's like, oh, I know this guy's a smooth operator. Yeah. He's gonna figure this out. But this is an extremely risky. Like, you fuck up a little bit of this, they won't hesitate. They'll just kill you. Right. And nobody will ever find the body. But if you get this right. You can like jump up in this criminal organization, which is what he wants because he's, you know, he's bored doing menial stuff. Uh, so he does that. He meets with the guys. He he plays it real cool of just like, yeah, uh, what what do you want? Computer discs? <laughs> uh, and, and starts to kind of figure out uh, uh, what what they're after. He right. does like a good job kind of like feeling them out so then he can go back to uh, uh, the head of the, I forget what his first name is, Mr. Lou, and basically explain to him, uh, you know, this is what I think they're doing. This is what I think they're after. Here's who they're working for. They're working for one of your rivals. Um, and then he has sex with his daughter after that. Oh, I was drunk uh, when I read <laughs> The last like two or three chapters, I don't remember at all. Yeah, he has sex with uh, the the daughter. So everything that I said was. Uh, yeah, that's why I let you just keep going because yeah. I was like, ah, oh, he didn't read that last chapter. I he read it. Remember. I read it last night, but I had. Have you ever had a uh, Sazerac, Tom? Uh, is that beer? No, it's like uh, I think like whiskey and absinthe. Oh, and, like some absinthe, other Tim. Yeah. Who are you? Who am yeah. I doing this podcast with? Marilyn I Manson? Up, I came home and read uh, a few chapters of Heat 2 and then watched Beavis and Butthead and Pats out <laughs> on the couch. Tim, let me read you a line. She climaxes again with what seems like ease and surprise and unrestrained delight. Lies briefly spread-eagled, gloriously naked, unexpectedly delicious, and powerfully beautiful. And you that didn't uh, get your motor running? I was probably asleep, but uh, I don't like when when people are uh, referred to as delicious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like uh, 
you know, the uh, Lou. So Lou's got two kids, a boy and a girl, and it's like the boy, a party clubber, yeah, couldn't be more cokehead, yeah. like. And he's obviously like like pre twenty sixteen Don Junior. Yeah, and it's like oh, he's lined up. He's going to be the new head of the family. Yeah. Whereas she is going to grad school in London, and it's like. And, you know, when he picks her up, she's reading the Financial Times and, you know, she's she's wearing like a sweatshirt. She's dressed very, uh, you know, casually. But it's like, ah, he's going to he's going to fall Uh, for her because she's she's smart and beautiful, but not flaunting it. Right. And that's what a guy like that likes. Good book. Very good book so far. It's fine. Uh, better or worse than the Bible? Ooh, I've never more. read the Bible. Have you ever read the Bible, Tom? No. Did it's certainly more action-packed. I've read parts of the Bible. No, the Bible has a lot of action. In not described. Not with, like, two motorcycle guys with uh, uh, machine guns, and there's, like, a traffic jam, and Jesus has to, like, get out of there. Yeah, that's true. That actually, that part was kind of like I don't know. It's like, eh. just tell me you there didn't was like a that part. Oh, that part was cool. I imagined it in my head, like heat. I just wanted to see it. Oh, uh, I saw it in my mind. Hmm. My mind doesn't work. That you got to watch more action movies, and you then you'd be able to picture yeah. it. Yeah. Now it's kind of picturing it. He's like throwing on the parking brake and spinning the car around. Yeah, that part was cool. Yeah. I'm going to try some of those moves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll see next week. I imagine next week we're going to get back to Neil McCauley and uh, Vincent Hanna. See yeah. what they're up to. Uh, back in the past. Back and then we'll go back to the future. Which confusingly, Chris is also in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all that confusing. <laughs> it's two timelines. But I'm just realizing you know with with this book and having just finished Better Call Saul, it's like I just like reading and watching people like competently doing crimes. Yeah. Because I feel like so often in the real world, like 99% of the crimes you hear about, it's like, wow, what a moron. Because most crimes are done out of like desperation uh, or, you know, just like greed but, uh, you know, and these guys are doing it out of greed, too. But it's like, ah, like seeing somebody like do this the right way. The way I always think, like, ah, if I were a criminal, I'd do everything you the right your, way. You your temple. Like, yeah. You were, uh, thinking, yeah. It's like I do everything the right way. I wouldn't do things like an yeah. idiot. Like, I, would, uh, I would want. I, I'm too impatient to do things the right way. Yeah. Criminal wise. Crime yeah. wise. Well. You'd be the guy that would probably get shot in the head during the job. Yeah, exactly. Be like, Come by on, one of these the, enough yeah, guys. Yeah. Let's just leave. Yeah. Um, Tom. Yeah, you would. You would I'd have, shoot you in the head, and I'd be like, "Anyone else got water. any bright ideas?" <laughs> um, <laughs> no, boss. All right, now let's do the plan as so I discuss. I'm just there to be made an example of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you recruited me just right. You you knew what would happen. Yeah, because other I gotta keep all the guys in line. Yeah. yeah I'm happy to I'm happy to serve a purpose, Tom. <laughs> um, uh what I like about this book is it takes advantage of the novel um medium mm-hmm. where like 
this could this would not be a movie where they like they have this story uh this prequel story in yeah. Chicago and LA and you know this and then also like this whole fucking thing in in Paraguay where like yeah. this would be like a 45 minute uh detour in the middle yeah. of the movie where well, it'd be like, I think that's why in this interview the person was like oh you could do this as a series and he's like no fuck you <laughs> but it's like oh, it would make more sense yeah it, but I don't think like mark my words Heat 2 will never be a movie no but um, hey it doesn't have hey, to be hey future people clip that out to prove me wrong yeah Um, but like if so this Paraguay stuff gets cut out or, or just reduce a lot. Yeah. yeah. Or like, there's no reason to like, as far as I know right now, unless they tie in together in some way, like mm-hmm. they'll just excise you know, yeah. either the prequel or the sequel aspect. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, in a few years, Pixar will <laughs> figure out how to make humans and it'll be heat too presented by Pixar. Mm hmm. That's what they've been waiting for. That was the, the, they're like, we finally got it. Completely perfect human beings in our first project, Heat 2. You'd <laughs> do a great job with it. I'd go see it. I, anybody makes Heat Fucking 2, I'll go see it. within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Yo, you know what I really liked? What? Uh, back in the Chicago uh, stuff, after uh, they hit up the bank, they're, they're um, talking about the aftermath, like when, you know, it's discovered. Yeah. The, and that there are mobsters crying outside, oh, yeah. and the cops coming up, and the co- the mobsters be like, "Nah, nothing, nothing was missing. Nothing was missing." <laughs> yeah, that there are that mobsters crying on the yeah, curb. Loved it. And again, I mean, that's like a great like that lets you root for them. That's like, oh, they're stealing from other criminals. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't have yeah. a moral problem with yeah. this. I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm in rooting these books. I'm not rooting for Tim. Anybody. I'm rooting for everyone in this book. I just want to see uh, Neil and Vincent get out of this alive. <laughs> now, Vincent gets out of it alive, right? In the movie, Heat, Pacino, Pacino, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He uh he holds uh De Niro's hand as he dies. Yeah. Ooh, you think he's gonna go find Chris in Paraguay? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, where did we leave Hannah at the end of the movie? Just I think we just kinda left him like yeah. in the street going like I can't believe it. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no, he's too he's too uh, good at his job to say like what happened. I he's like, I know what happened. It was mayhem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has a lot of he's some reporter comes up to him and says, What happened here? He goes, Fucking mayhem. <laughs> Heat <laughs> <laughs> Title card, cut to credits. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Uh hey Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh we did all this stuff. Whatever. Uh, thank you for being patrons. We love you very much. Sound off in the comments. About what, Tom? Hey, anything that's on your mind? Yeah. Hey, guess what? Comment of the week mm-hmm. uh, this week gets five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag suit squad. Get out there. Get Hey, uh uh, sharpen your pencils. Come up with the best uh, <laughs> comment because there's there's cash money, cold hard cash on the line. I mean, after tax, they're still they're they're 
not they're not even breaking even. What do you mean? This on their is, Patreon subscription. Yeah, no, they're getting four episodes for free. <laughs> no, I'm saying with tax, they, they you know, you got to cover the tax, too. All right, $6. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's too much. Six American dollars. All right. You heard it there. Comment of the week. $6. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>